So, welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And today we're talking about Boba Fett again. And this is episode three. Keith, how do you feel about this episode of Boba Fett? About on par with the rest. Once again, I'm not sure what's going on with Rob Rodriguez. He can direct better action scenes than this. Get the reason for wanting him to seem not at 100%, right? That to kind of see he's coming back from all those injuries and everything, but he is way too cumbersome. Yeah, yeah. It's episode two, he whipping ass and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's how the way to do it. But when he was fighting Black Cranston, I think his name is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Cassantin. Um, oh, you're black, yo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you could tell there's a black man in there, too. <laughs> the way that dude moves. Come on now. And you could do a little bit better than that. Kind of see where they're going with it. I can't defend it from the detractors. That chase scene with those damn speeder bikes, that was a misstep. With some terribleness right there. That was kind of cringy. But other than that, I can see where it's going. And I'm enjoying the content for what it is. And I'll watch the next one. And hopefully it'll pay off in the end. But they got to do something about the action. And not necessarily speed up the plot. But they need to break off the flashbacks those flashbacks need to lead somewhere um sooner than later yeah because they did try to wrap up some certain things with the tussin raiders Mm -hmm. and then obviously the mayor now is considered to be the villain i guess but he skips down so you just kind of spend a lot of time with some ancillary characters people Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily matter to the crux of what's going on. And then I was a little disappointed in Gangsta Wookiee kind of being unleashed. I felt a little too soon. They should have had a more meaningful showdown. And then the Huts also got their story wrapped up a little too soon. Well, I guess one arc of their story wrapped up a little too soon. Uh-huh. But be interested to see what happens is is only seven episodes so something has to happen and this next episode that is key and crux to the story overall Uh, big mike so how'd you feel about this episode of boba fett i didn't think it was too bad i'm not as harsh on it as a lot of people by radar you know i was saying before i need to kind of cut back on the flashback scene so i feel like (laughs) yeah what happened in this one might have finally kind of wrapped that up a little bit. Because after that, I don't really know what else you really need to touch on other than clearly he's going to trek by himself and at some point start tracking down Din Djarin just to get his armor back. So I would assume over the next few episodes, we shouldn't really get the whole flashback thing anymore. I guess the whole angle of, I guess now we find out the mayor is in fact the villain and yeah. the bikes are showing up at the end. I'm assuming now the plot's moving forward and for the next four episodes, I felt like we should get kind of rolling and moving along like it should be. But I'm really not sure. As far as Black Chrysanthemum, I like the scene where he was basically beating shit out of Boba Fett and if he didn't have his newly found crew, probably would have been a wrap for him. But I saw a lot of people complaining about the fact that Boba Fett let him go. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of the predictable move because essentially he told him don't work for assholes. So you kind of already know by the end of this, more than likely he's going to end up hiring him or he's going to come back and help Boba Fett. I kind of right. already predicted that. And I don't know if that's the way to go. But we'll see. Hopefully when that happens, we'll kind of see him really get out because like me and people were talking about it. Been in the comic books, but apparently like in the Darth Vader series, they essentially said that next to Boba Fett, he's like number two. They're like the two baddest ass in the galaxy as far as bounty hunting. So the one scene 
that we've gotten him of actually fighting or doing something, I don't feel like lives up to that stature. So I would hope that by the end of the series, they show him actually do a whole lot more. And you get that feel like, okay, this dude, he's serious. He's not to be played with. I would assume, been knowing that he'll start crossing over to other Star Wars shows that they have down the line. I mean, I think overall, like I said, the episode was on par with the rest of them. Didn't blow the other two out the water. I can see where it may have took a step back. But, again, I'm not trusting anything right now. The Hutt's leaving. I feel like that's probably BS. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. It looks like they're setting it up to where almost everybody's trying to lay claim the job is thrown. So, both of us got to deal with all of this over the next four episodes to really set this up to where people are like, okay. Yeah, because I, I guess the only thing that I would say really happened this episode is that you got to see more of the world. Yeah. yeah. I have a weird thought when I was watching this episode, and I don't know if I was just digging too deep, but at one point I did start kind of like looking and going, does Finnick have something to do with all this? Because it just seemed like that would be the one twist nobody would see coming. So I was like, oh, maybe that's something they'll do, but I don't think they'll do that because, I mean, she's supposed to be Supposed to be indebted to him since he mm-hmm. saved her life. But I don't know. We'll see. I get what Keith's saying about the chase because I was kind of like, oh, really, we're doing the chase thing? Yeah, it's almost like, kind of like Last Jedi. You're spending a whole bunch of time chasing when it's not. The chase felt like it came straight out back to the future or something. Yeah. And I think the special effects, too, wasn't that great. Yeah, it was so, too long. It was just like, eh, it's still going on. Yeah, and it only wasn't f- long, and the payoff at the end wasn't really that big. Yeah. Other than both that lands, and he's stuck like, oh, well, you know, like I'm caught. So it didn't really do much. I said, I mean, the real payoff was the end when the pikes showed up. So, like I said, I, I'm assuming they're kind of the ones behind everything. But, again, could be wrong. We'll see. I'm still on board. There's only four more episodes, so. Yeah, I mean, it I wasn't just- terrible. It was just not the direction I would have taken. It seemed like it should have been on an upwards trajectory and this one leveled off after the second episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I have to say what I would compare it to, it's not as bad as that second episode of Mandalorian season two. Correct. It's kind of along the lines of that where it's like, eh, we really could have this could have been a lot shorter. We could have got straight to the point and put some other shit in. So that they would not have introduced that ragtag bunch if they aren't going to be important to the story. So I hope they don't do some something like Ray-esque storyline. Again, you really wouldn't introduce those characters just to be bit characters in the story. Judging on the amount of pikes that showed up at the end, he had to have some backup other than Fennec. So, so I mean, I'm assuming them, maybe they know some other people and get them on board and it becomes this whole all-out thing, but... I don't know, we'll see. They did a little fan service. He got a Rancor again, so. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want to ride this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want to ride it. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you do run around with that damn Rancor. God damn. Danny Trail showing up. People yeah. know, smiled at that because, you know, he's always, oh, he's that Hollywood dude that wasn't supposed to be popular or whatever as he is, but he, everybody. Plus, he's Robert Rodriguez, his boy, so he'll show up in anything. Mm-hmm. He's in all of his films. All right, well, Keith, what score would you give this episode of Boba Fett? Five. It wasn't exactly horrible, but just as Mike was talking, I figured out what irked me. What irked me was that he was doing dumb shit that progressed the plot. Boba Fett that I imagined would have just been walking around, kicking people in the chest and shooting them and setting them on fire with his flamethrower. He's not sitting there going, 
oh, he says he's going to go and get that for me. So, okay, I'm going to wait for him to get it for me. Oh, he's running away because he doesn't respect me. Huh. You, Power Rangers, go get him. It's, it's like, morphin' time. <laughs> the minute the dude walked into the back and locked the door, he's going to lock the door. He locked the door. Man. He had already lied to him once. So and he's like, the door's locked. He hitting a button. He's like, what do I do? And she's like, oh, I'll open it. And he's like, okay, he's run away. What do we do? No, dude, no, no, no. And again, that dude lied to him before yeah. the first episode. And so you know you can't trust him. So Boba Fett yeah. theoretically should just ran in. Blast those fools. And... Exactly. Yeah. So episode three, I'm going to give this a five. There was way too much bumbling and stumbling about Boba Fett is a shoot first, ask questions later type of guy. And they need to get back to that. Like take a page out of uh, uh, Din Djarin's, uh notebook and embrace the, the Mandalorian creed or something. So that's my score. Yeah. I'll probably also give it a five. Again, that second episode was good. Definitely picked up off of the first episode. And it just seemed like this one, things were happening for some reason. So I hope, again, some of these characters play a part into the larger story. Black chrysanthemum, like we forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Black chrysanthemum. (laughs) What the fuck? But I I feel he did his character Uh, a disservice with this episode. Yes, he got his licks in, but... He should be much more thorough. I could have seen this happen maybe later on where they have this ultimate battle and Boba Fett spares him. And he's just like, why? And they become the best of friends. But this thing where they're just like, oh, the huts go, oh, oh, yeah, the mayor played us. And he played you too. And then Black Chrysanthemum. Just the just run off like a out of the planet of the apes or something. I don't know. And yeah, that run was a little like he just started <laughs> running off at the bottom of the street. I'm like, what is going on? Like this, is, and I'm watching it with the wife, and she's like, oh, you could tell he's black. <laughs> I mean, again, like it was he's, just he's, not bad. It just wasn't great. So that's where my score is, Big Mike. So you know, I had the first two episodes even at eight and a half. And I'm not going to be as harsh with the five. But right now, I'd give this one a seven. Like I said, it has its arguable missteps, but I have faith in Favreau. His writing is good enough that the next four, <laughs> hopefully, Agreed. should uh, turn things around and put it on the right path. I fail to believe that you make something as good as Mandalorian. And then turn around and bring back a beloved character as Boba Fett, which has always been one of those things in Star Wars world was like, yo, the dude only had like one line in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, he had a few <laughs> lines. He had, he had, he had like, a few lines, but I know what you're talking about. He only had a handful of lines. And yeah, like, I think, and it, like, I mean, based off all of those re-releases and recuts of it, I think they increased his... No, no, he only had a few lines. I agree with you, Mike. I do think... Favreau and Filoni and Rodriguez, they they know the fan base enough. I think this is all a lot of setup and a lot of build-up. I'm hoping that they'll do a paid off like you said they do, that they won't save everything for the last 20 minutes of the last episode of the season. We'd assume hopefully the next episode we get a cameo or something of somebody and then maybe the last episode you get a cameo. So who those cameos are, don't really know. Assume that they're reaching into some of the novels and 
comic book, so it would likely be someone from that era because not all the animated stuff is from the area that this is occurring in. So, yeah, I mean, him so whining about his father, <laughs> like Django. Just hope that stuff just ends because the flashbacks. The first episode, it was a little too much. The second episode was really explaining what those flashbacks were about. And then they still kind of revisit it in this episode. So it's like, I'm not the biggest flashback person, but I accept it. But just let's move forward at some point. So. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Peace Game Podcast.